Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. We are here with you this week with a new lesson, and I'll be honest with you, Brother Tom, I am... It's going to be tough to beat last week. Last week, we talked about that we wanted to beat somebody up at a hotel room. <laughs> no. Uh, you had to bring that up I'm again, I'm never going to forget there. that. I, I, I tell you what, I'm going to make sure I get my job done well from this point forward because I, I'm looking at you in a new light now. Oh, mercy. And so, uh, anyway. Well, fact, hang on. Let, let, yeah. let me just say this because our listeners who probably didn't listen to last week's show yeah, they're have like, no what? idea what you're talking about. We're talking about anger. Yeah. And we Ooh. all deal with it. And and I made a confession here a few weeks ago. I was on a trip down to Florida there, and I had a, a guy drunk at 3 o'clock in the morning waking me up there, and my anger got a little yeah. kindled. Not a little. Okay, I admit, yeah. a lot. But, you know, we, we all struggle with that, yeah. and it's amazing how we can do that. But I really enjoyed last week's show because uh, there's some great tools. We all deal with that issue. When I was a pastor, I, the number one issue, really, for problems in the home, and it usually was uh, the anger in the father. Yeah. And they've got problems with angers in their teenagers, anger, anger in them, and they're just doing what they saw dad do. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize it. Parents don't realize it. And so, yes, that was obviously a bit of a joke. And so it's probably good that we did mention what happened so they don't think, you know, here's this guy, is, you know, big burly guy. I was wanting to beat up a guy. But, well, and, uh, and then my wife even said, you know, listen, you just told everybody that you've, you know, you've spanked your kids in anger before. I said, dear, everybody has. You know, the, yeah. truth, the truth is, is everybody has. I mean, yeah. if you're being honest with yourself. And, yeah. Uh, but it we it may not have been to the level of abuse, but, you know, the, the point is, though, is that it often leads to it. Yes. There. So what anyhow. causes someone to want to spank someone usually doesn't make you happy to get to that point. It's something that would often cause you to be angry. So anyways, we're not talking about that this week. That was last week. That's over with. So we've got a brand new week this week. As a matter of fact, it has nothing to do with anger at all. We're, we're going back to kind of focusing on Israel and Palestine and and that's something that I'm ignorant on, like many things in the world. And so I'm actually going to be kind of learning about this lesson firsthand on the radio here with you. And so I'm excited about it. And so I'll just hand it over to you, Brother Wallace. And what are we, what are we going to start delving into today? Well, I want to talk about what I call the Palestinian myth. Let, let, let me preface it by saying this. I've heard pastors refer to Israel, that promised land, that was referred to all the way back in Genesis chapter 12 when God told Abraham, Get thee out of thy country unto a land that I will show thee. They call this land today Palestine. Preachers have done this. It's a error. It's actually an insult. It insults God. It insults Israel. Uh, that land is not Palestine. That land is Israel. We have thousands of years of history that it was Israel. God promised it to the seed of Isaac. Okay, and let me let me begin with the Bible on that, okay, because mm-hmm. I think that's a good place for us to start. And then we'll go through some of the history here, you know, when Israel ceased being a nation and what happened from there from 70 AD and the dysphoria and so on there. But Uh, All the way in Genesis chapter 12, we find in verse number 1, this is what we call the Abrahamic covenant. Some have put it this way. The beginning of the Bible is Genesis chapter 1, but the beginning of the story of the Bible begins in Genesis chapter 12. This is a very important transition here. Um, And in Genesis chapter 12, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. 
and I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now, verse number three is governed the United States foreign policy, and I'm glad of it, and and uh, and I'll. I'm worried because we're starting to move from this. But in verse number 3 it says, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. If we as a nation want to be blessed by God, we need to be blessing Israel. doesn't mean they're always going to be right. doesn't mean they're always going to do everything perfectly that we rubber stamp everything Israel wants to do. No. But we need to be blessing them. Are you saying that because of what we read in the Bible about those that have opposed Israel and how God's intervened to make sure that Israel Israel are victors, basically, even when they're fighting against the odds kind of a thing? Yeah, well, God steps in regardless of man doing its bit, okay? But God will bless them. That's the promise. I'll bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses So thee. we want to be on the bless them that bless thee side. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we've never really had a problem here in this country of uh, on that position yeah. until Obama. Uh-huh. Obama was the first to move us away from that. How, how did he do that? Well, in some of his legislation and some of the things he did when he was president. But he began to develop an atmosphere. And, and it's been growing more in the media uh, as well. But the liberals do not want to accept Israel as a nation, as a state. Um, they're, you know, People call that anti-Semitism, and we'll explain why that's uh, a misnomer to to use that phrase, but they're they're anti-Jew, and and Obama was the first president that was largely and publicly anti-Jew. Is it because he's a Muslim? Is that what? Well, uh, largely, yeah. largely. I mean, he had some very uh, he has a history of uh, problems against Israel from his upbringing, from his Islamic background. And uh, and also from the political party that he associates with, but um, Congress has always been very strong of a supporter. But until his day, that began to shift, and so they're not as strong as they used to be. And there's also elements at play that I don't want to get into. But the Muslims are are lobbying care of the Council of American Islamic Relations. They're only two blocks away from Congress, and they have uh, a staff of a hundred there. And their purpose of being there is to lobby Congress for the Islamic point of view, and that's going to be anti-Jew, anti-Israel. And so that's another issue. We'll get into that maybe in a a future date. But um, uh, this land, very clearly in Genesis chapter 15, God made it clear that it was going to go not only to Abraham, but to his seed. Mm Mm-hmm. And in chapter 15, um, we, we have Ishmael already is born. Isaac's not yet born. He's the promised son. I, uh, Ishmael was man's, Sarah and, and Abraham's way of fixing God's problem. We can't fix God's problem. Mm-hmm. You know, God didn't have a problem. God was, in his perfect time, was going to give them the son like he promised them. Mm-hmm. And that happens about a year later, actually. But um, in in chapter 15, God makes it very clear. This blessing doesn't go to the firstborn son, Ishmael. It goes to Isaac. Let me read the verses for you. And uh, I say chapter 15. It's actually chapter 17 that I want us to go. 
And Abram said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Here we have Abram praying for his son Ishmael, saying, God, you know, don't, don't disregard my son Ishmael, even though he came by ways that you didn't bless and you didn't you know, bring about, we did this. Don't, don't despise him. And God will reply to that. But uh, verse 19 says, And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. Mm-hmm. So Isaac is where the Jews come from. Ishmael is where the Arabs come from. Let's continue reading. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. Verse 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. And I hope this is an off topic. Why do you think God blessed Ishmael's? I mean, that was obviously something that was completely against God's, what God initially wanted. So why do you think he blessed him? Well, you know, God is not a tyrant. God's not, even, even, and, and aren't you glad that God doesn't, you know, blast us for every mistake we make? said, all right, well, you don't have the faith to do what I told you to do. I'm going to cripple you. I'm going to, you know, uh, mangle you up so bad and spit you out mm-hmm. uh, that you'll, you know, uh, loathe the day that you didn't have faith in and me. What's that verse say? It's of, the, if it's of God's mercy that we're not consumed. Is that, is that, how, that's, how that's worded? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure the verse you're talking that. about. But the, the point is, is that, you know, God showed blessing to, to uh and, and kindness and mercy, and does he not do that often to us there? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad for that. But, uh, but the point that I, that I want to get across here, that piece of land was not given to the Arabs. Ishmael is where the Arabs come from. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. And so they claim, if you listen to the modern media, if you listen to the liberal government that we have, they're going to paint the picture that the Jews are trying to steal the land from the Arabs. That it rightfully belongs to the Arabs. No. The Bible makes it very clear that belongs to the Jews. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you look at all the land that the Arabs have around Israel. I mean, they have, <laughs> you know, multitudes of more land than the Jews have. Mm-hmm. And what the Jews have is just a small little slither of land. And, and the Arabs are saying, no, that's ours. Hmm. That belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this fight, and, and I, I guess what I hope to accomplish over today's show and the next few shows that we're going to do this week, is to lay out the case and the understanding, where did this Palestinian group come from? And you're going to find that it was the invention of the British. And they borrowed a concept of what Rome had tried to do. Hero, uh, 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 Herodian, the emperor, uh, tried to call it Palestine when he was trying to disperse the country of the, the Jews. And you know, after, he, after they were taken out of there, they tried to bring in all these other different people. And they tried to give them a name to, to cut them off from their roots. If you want to destroy a people, cut them from their roots. Destroy their heritage, their knowledge of their heritage, their history. If you remove them from there, then they'll not fight you. And so that's what uh, Herod tried to do. And the British kind of tried to piggyback on that idea. But let me, let me uh, I know our time's uh, coming near to the end, so let me just make this point. 
during the dysphoria after 70 AD mm-hmm. up to 1949, that land was not possessed by a nation. It was often thought of as Syria. Sometimes they called it the Levant. Uh, it was a wilderness. Um, no one was growing and establishing a state, a government there. But Jews started making their way back in there in the 1800s because of persecution in Europe and in Russia. Uh-huh. And so Jews started coming in, and the Arabs witnessed that. They were saying, well, hey, these uh, Jews are coming back. Hmm, we know the Bible calls that the Holy Land, the Promised Land. We don't want them to establish themselves. So Arabs started countering, and they started pushing in people from Egypt, uh, from Jordan, and from other areas. All of a sudden, although no state is established, Jews and Arabs started pouring into that area in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Basically, we were getting ready for a battle. A fight was going to happen soon over the land. And there were skirmishes going on between the Arabs and the Jews that were there. Mm -hmm. But none of them really had... There were always Jews in that area, but it wasn't a nation until 1949 and we'll pick up on that in tomorrow's broadcast about the British mandate and what they did with that region. Very uh, good. All right, well that's that's all we have time for today and so we're getting into a bit of a history lesson here about Israel, the land of Israel and and Palestine and how they've intertwined on that. And uh, but we want to thank our listeners today for tuning in with us. Well, the truth is, we wouldn't be here without you. We exist from donors and supporters like yeah, you. Yeah, and next week is the beginning of our fundraising campaign. And the next week is the beginning. Of, do spring. I have to sell candy bars or anything like that? Or <laughs> no. I tell you what, we're not going to make a dime if you do. Maybe, <laughs> maybe my son. Yeah, well, well boy, he, they would buy it from him, that's yeah. for sure. But uh, <laughs> well, we're going to have to say goodbye for now. So join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.